I love you. Welcome back to the Couch Potatoes. I am the Green Traveler from Gorsh. And I am the Faceless Leon, the stretchiest experiment on Earth. And today I am drinking out of my unfortunately chipped, but nonetheless awesome, Green and Faceless on the Couch mug. That's the name of our show. It's a podcast about movies and TV. And if you're interested in having a mug... It is a, a part of our loyalty rewards uh, on patreon.com slash greenfaces. We also got uh, t-shirts as well in that loyalty Indeed. reward program. So you guys should check that out. There's also some other great benefits like the potato pick that we do once a month. And also an exclusive show just for you guys on the Patreon Bangers and hash. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah, baby! I did the and whole thing. And it's a game show now. It's a game show now. Yeah, and um, we're gonna make a little change to the schedule because we're still having uh, a hard time maintaining our jobs and uh, you know doing this part time and working on other projects that we really want to work yeah. on. Uh, we busy. We busy. So we're going to change to more of a. Uh, we're going to focus more on the playlists and still yeah. do the potato like pick. Yeah, just like the Indy Jones playlist. Still do the potato pick and still do one or two. At least one. Thursday yeah. episode, depending on the month. And then, uh, yeah, we'll take that last week of each month off. And that's when Bangers and Hash usually comes out as well. Indeed. So yeah, so yeah. you better uh, better get hurrying if you want to catch June's banger and hash. It's it's coming up. That's so. true. It sure is. Or July's. I don't know which one. <laughs> You'll hear me talk such exciting films as as uh, Spider Man Across oh, the Spider Verse and the Flash. I should be talking the Flash as well. That's mm-hmm. coming up. So yeah, if you want to hear about those exciting movies. Wow. Patreon.com slash green and faceless. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, so we're here for the Indiana Jones uh, and the ki- Kingdom of the Crystal Skull today. Uh, yes. Yeah. The movie that should have been written by Frank Darabont, but for some reason was written by David Kep. So make of that what you will. David Kep's good. I'm not going <laughs> to... I'm not Nike and David Kep. He's one of the most successful screenwriters in history. But still. Honestly, like... I would have been very interested in an alien story by Frank Darabont. The <sighs> fucking guy who did uh, um, Shawshank. Okay. Now I have reference. I think. I don't... I think. Being a writer myself, myself it is a, uh, probably not a great yes. thing to admit, but I do not really know writers' names unless they're, like, really like wrote some of my favorite movies you know yeah he did shawshank and and that's a really good uh one. the green mile as well i remember okay. shawshank but i did not remember the green mile. so he's a stephen so, so king amazing. fan or at the very least right. he's good at translating that to film <laughs> right and david Kep is like literally one of the most successful ever he did jurassic park mission impossible uh war of the worlds spider-man 2002 one mm. um so many other movies that are listed on here. Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruit. I haven't yeah, watched that. Psh, I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah. 
Jack. Oh, he also did The Lost World, like, the second Jurassic Park. So, if you're out there and you like Jack Ryan, so this movie should have been better than what it is, is what I'm saying. Yeah, if you're out there, it could have been. You're right. Okay, that's fair. But if you're out there and you like Jack Ryan, real quick, I wanted to say that's all well and fine. I've never seen it. I just saw it pop up, and it seemed to me like a discount Jason Bourne kind of thing. Hey, Tom Clancy might have done it first, I think. Who knows? Sure. Who knows? But I, I just mean, I think a... that and Robert Ludlum's Jason Bourne, they might have come out, I don't know, actually. They might have both been in the 90s. No, um, Tom Clancy would have went way back. He would have been like the 80s, I think, when he did Jack Ryan. So, well, I don't so know. Jason Bourne is a discount Jack, Jack Ryan, Ryan maybe. Well, maybe, but in the world of cinema... I don't really know when they first adapted Jack Ryan, if it's been around for a while. Well, he would have been, uh, I, I feel like The Hunt for Red October is Jack Ryan. It is? I think so. Well, whatever. I don't care. I anymore. think Alec Baldwin we're was. We're pretending like uh, we don't know what we're talking about. We do, okay? We know what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Alec, Alec Baldwin was Jack Ryan. Alright, Greedy knows what they're talking about. So, <laughs> uh, anyhow, that was actually a good movie anyhow <laughs> yeah we'll do that someday someday we'll have to do the hunt for red october oh well anyhow uh this movie stars harrison ford as indiana jones guess what yeah he's still there and he's apparently got one more in him yep 64 in this one and uh he this is in the 50s and it is uh, after Harrison has been a spy and soldier during World War II. Uh, and now... Uh, pretty badass. Yeah, it's pretty badass. But now he's, you know, mostly teaching. And uh, he gets kidnapped along with Mac George McHale, who is played by Ray Winston and has yeah. been uh indiana's friend since the war apparently and we recently talked ray winston and black widow when he had the awful russian accent as the villain oh <laughs> we we complained about it nonstop. Yeah. it was just like why did you make this man do this this is a much better role for him <laughs> much better <laughs> much better role that is one plus I will give this movie. The acting is pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Everybody, everybody does a pretty good job acting. The script is not. Yeah, there's a lot of so, convenience you know. in the script, to say straight off. Yeah. Uh, but anyhow. Convenience in the dialogue is so stupid. Like, yeah, sometimes. It, the, whole, the whole movie is an homage to, to sci-fi B-movies of, like, the 50s. Right. So it's just like... It, yeah, it was like a, it was like kind of like a love letter from I think George Lucas like wanted it to be that way. I don't think uh, Steven Spielberg wanted it to be that way, but he finally gave in. Um, <laughs> but like George wanted it to do other genres, like he didn't want it to just be a, 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 a an action film. He wanted it to be like a sci-fi action film. Uh huh. Well, that's definitely what it is. Yeah. So apparently, it feels like a B movie. Apparently, they never like flat out sell say it, but they say nevada and the date uh but apparently yeah. harrison ford was brought in to examine part of the uh wreckage from that incident from the roswell incident and yeah, so yeah. the russians have kidnapped 
the main Russian being uh, Kate Blanchett's character, uh, <laughs> Colonel Doctor Irina Spalko, and uh, yeah, I really the, like this character, I but it. I never, I don't think as a kid I recognize it as Kate Blanchett at all. No, like yeah. Kate Blanchett is such an amazing actor, and like she does a fine job here. Honestly, she does, mm. but it's just like. Why do you cast an Australian to play a Russian? Why do we always do this? <laughs> That's fair. This but is such a for- she did do a good job. I liked her accent. She did a, a good lot. job, but I feel like as a villain, she's kind of forgettable. Honestly, like Maybe. I think she does a good Maybe. job, but looking at the whole of of Arc Indiana of Jones, villains, it's kind of just like um, yeah, it's better than the villains in the second movie. I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah, a little better than him. Yeah. Um, but no, not the first and the, the first and third. Still, you got the Nazis yeah. and you got the Nazis. That crazy other Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> the Nazis. They're just good. <laughs> uh, anyhow, uh, so they they got these two archaeologist spy guys uh, because they know that they've been involved with Roswell, right? And he reveals yeah, that yeah. whatever's in the box, because Indiana doesn't actually know, um, but whatever's in the box was highly magnetic. So he starts throwing gunpowder everywhere, and they follow it, and that's kind of a fun opening scene. Yeah, and, yeah uh, that's nice. The Russians get the body of the alien, which is what they're after, and um, they fight their way out of, I guess, Area 51. I'm not sure. Right, uh, <laughs> kind of. And at the end of that, we are revealed that Mac is actually a double agent. That's that's a big yeah, plot a, point. Yeah, uh, so he's a, a sellsword. Yes, you know, whoever's yeah. given him the most money, he'll, he'll go the for them. Money. And also, just ideology-wise, communism for us, it seems like it's a, just a different flavor of fascism. But I, yeah. ideological-wise. They are very different. So I could see <laughs> Mac being like, no, fuck these fascists. And then, well, he's a yeah. capitalist. He's not a communist. He's he a capitalist, care. yeah. yeah. Uh, he says it too. He's yeah. like, capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So anyhow, when Indiana Jones gets back, survives a nuclear bomb in a refrigerator somehow. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, we got to talk about that. Too. That's, another, that's like... So there's the phrase jumping the shark, right? So that's right. when you, you know, like, that's what the Fonz did in Happy Days. He jumped the shark, and that's when you know this show's gone beyond its limits. It, it should no longer exist. It yeah. needs to stop. Yeah. And I feel like that was the moment in the theaters when I was watching this movie. Because it's like, I really wanted to love this. I love the Indiana Jones right. original trilogy. And so I was really excited for a fourth one. And I'm sitting in the theaters, and that happens, and... It, he's at the what what do they call that again project zero or whatever uh, you wanna, uh, i don't know but it was uh uh woke the doomsday city yeah it's it's a testing city though it's they yeah. they put up mannequins in a way that is like hyper realistic yeah, yeah and they decorate so the homes like how much money had to go in just decor for that bullshit the weird thing is I've seen that in so many different like movies and shows, so it's like it had to have actually been the right. case. And, like I guess we'll find out with Oppenheimer when I watch that. I'm right. really excited for that. Yeah, me but too. like 
that's it's just so weird that they set up all these weird ass mannequins and Harrison Ford's wandering around just like what the hell you know he's like oh god and he realizes where he's at which is you know like I'm about to blow up a nuke and he gets into a fridge yeah gets blown miles away yeah he is dead he's dead like I don't yeah. care even if the lead lined refrigerator. Fridge. Even if the lead-lined refrigerator pre- protected him from the radioactive blast, the journey, the, yeah. like that fucking landing, he broke his spine and his legs ten ways Everything. to Sunday. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, real and then bad. he gets out of the fridge. He gets out after he lands. I mean, he's a little, right. like, shook enough. He's like, whoa, whatever. But then he stands up and he's, like, you know, just a couple miles away from a mushroom cloud going up in the sky. Yeah. He's got radiation poisoning. He does real He's bad. He's dead. Real bad. He's dead. No, I don't... The movie jumped the shark. Yeah, it did. It did. In that moment, it was like, no. And A 64-year-old did not there, survive And this. before that, they already put aliens in the movie. Now, not to say that that's yep. really too much of a stretch for this franchise, because there has been religious magic in it. Yeah, in yeah, all three of That's the other right. movies. So yeah, I'm willing to believe the aliens. I uh, right. That was another thing. I think Harrison Ford was very against the aliens because they wanted to make this movie in the 90s. Oh, but really? it took him a very long time to get here, and, and a lot of different screenwriters and everything. Like Frank Narabont was originally writing, and then they're just like, nope, bye. And then got another guy, and it's like, nope, bye. And then finally settled with David Kep. But the aliens, I'm willing to accept. I was just like, I don't care. That makes sense. It's mm-hmm. in the 50s. Sure. That's a good yeah. idea. You got this good conspiracy MacGuffin kind of thing, like right. E.T. Like, hell yeah. That's all right. And Steven Spielberg, he's done Aliens before. It's uh-huh. a, it's a, you know, he, he can he, he can respectfully handle this material. I'm willing to accept Aliens in the Indiana Jones mm-hmm. franchise. Mm-hmm. The nuclear blast. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Uh, Not at all. Yeah, I know. It's, it's so just stupid. like Doctor No. When we talked about Doctor No, like oh was, god, yeah, James Bond didn't make it to another fucking mission. He just didn't. Nope. Uh, nope. It was a new Sean Connery <laughs> that came back after that one. Oh god. Okay, so <clears throat> yeah, he comes back. I keep on trying to get to this part, and when he comes back, everything about his missions and all the medals he won during the war comes into question by the fbi because he was involved with mac McHale, and uh right so and and it's also the age of mccarthyisms yes that's right he from the fbi's perspective he helped them break into area 51 and steal this yeah Um, even though he was under threat of death that doesn't matter to them. Right. That doesn't matter to them. Because McCarthyism was, you know, terrible. Uh, and if you don't know what I'm referring yeah, to, it's uh, it was just an era in our history where everybody was under suspect. You, you could just yeah. say an opinion and get swooped up and disappeared. Uh, it was a very scary time in the States uh, for, for everyone. Not to say that Maybe. it's not for half of our population every single day, but it uh, it was a particularly yeah. scary time. So, eventually that leads to him getting pushed out uh, of his teaching position. 
and yeah. along with him, <laughs> by Jim Broadbent. <laughs> yes, by Jim Broadbent. That's what I was just about to bring up. Jim Broadbent plays Dean Charles Stanforth, a new character in in the series, uh, but yeah. somebody who's worked with Indiana for a long time. In yeah. fact, he's when, kind of replacing the the guy at the last Marcus. one, the Marcus they, guy. Yeah, Marcus yeah. was actually in the first one too. Uh, but yeah, Marcus, oh, yeah, right, yeah. we do find out that both Marcus and Henry Sr., uh, or rather Henry the First, has yeah. been, uh, has passed away in the most recent years. Now, I do think that Sean Connery was just retired at this point. I don't think he had, Yeah, I had think he turned down. Uh, I think yeah. he was offered and he said, no, not unless the character is going to be prominent. And they were just like, eh, we don't really have time to make somebody, you know, another prominent character for the script. Right, so, right. It's the same thing with uh, John Rhys Davies or John Rice Davies. They oh, they yeah. asked him to come back too, but it was just for like a one scene thing, and well, he said no. I bet Sulla <laughs> would have a big role. Yeah, I bet Sulla would honestly not play as well to the 2008 audience as it did in the 80s. Yeah. It's probably the be- better decision to just be like, nah, I'm going yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. But they do have another character who returns, but that's for later. That's for later. So, uh, yeah, he gets kicked out of his job, and he's about to like skip town, I guess, for some reason. And then all of a sudden, Mutt Williams shows up. And uh, <laughs> Oh, I did want to say that uh, Dean Charles, uh, rather Charles, resigned. Jim Brownbent's character resigned because of what they were doing to Indy. Uh, and that was nice. But Mutt Williams, played by Shia LaBeouf, shows up on his motorcycle. He's a greaser. And uh, he's dropped out of school. <laughs> yeah. And Indy says, well, it's not for everybody. And uh, apparently Mutt is friends with Professor Oxley. Played by John Hurt. Doctor Who. Yep, we all know. (laughs) 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 Um, So, Professor Oxley kind of helped raise Mutt because his mother was a single mother. His name is Mutt. After a certain time. Yeah, his name is Mutt. It's a name that he chose. Just like... I was making a premise joke. Oh yeah, yeah the premise song. His name is Mud M U D. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> His name is Mud. <laughs> <laughs> so, for all my pr- premise homies out there, <laughs> yeah, they're all big fans of the show. I'm sure. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we find out through a long series of events that uh mutt is the son of marion ravenwood from the first movie <gasps> yeah oh so my goodness she karen allen is in this movie and uh yeah they go for the search for ox uh in mesoamerica looking for el dorado essentially they used a different name for it but yeah the ba- basically yeah. they went along with the thing the ancient alien thing, which was really hot at the time. I will say that, you know, ancient aliens yeah, 2008, was. baby. Uh, so they went with the ancient alien thing that they were the reason why the Aztecs, uh, not the Aztecs, but the Omec or whatever, were so knowledgeable. Advanced. Yes. Yeah. Maybe yep. the Mayans. I don't remember. Seems a little... <laughs> 
seems a little wrong. It's a good story still. Uh, uh, you know, it's yeah. like it's the same thing with uh, ancient Egypt and aliens. Like, right? You know, it's it's but it's, it's an interesting story. It's like people. Yeah, it also erases a lot of uh, a lot of slavery and issues and like you know a lot of the stuff that was built was built on the backs of others. Sure. And to say that aliens just gave it to him is kind of just to ignore all of that. Yeah, it's ignoring all. Yeah, but it's also like I think what the worst part of it is that you're ignoring those cultures' ability to, you know, be intuitive and Advanced. great engineers. Yeah. It's it's a very much a white European lens of looking at it. It's yeah. like, no, they couldn't have yeah. done this. They weren't advanced enough. You have no idea. You weren't fucking there. <laughs> aliens. <laughs> it had to be aliens. It uh, had to be aliens. The <clears throat> easiest answer is always the solution. What Occam's razor? Is that what that is? Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah it is. That's right. Uh, so what else do we talk about? Okay, when they get there, when they finally find Ox, the, the Russians have him. So they, the Russians were just yeah. following the whole time. And once they get close, they reveal themselves for some reason. Action, action, action. Yeah. Uh, solving puzzles. <laughs> um, yeah, the puzzles are so silly. Like, I don't care about any of the puzzles. Like... None of them yeah. were enticing. I liked the sand obelisk one. That was kind of cool. Uh, but a lot of these things felt like they were designing it to become an amusement park ride. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah a little bit. A little bit. It, it felt very Temple of Doomy almost. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I don't know. My whole problem with this movie is it, it, it has decent acting. Like, everybody in it is trying. Like, I, I, right. But the sad thing is I even forgot Shia LaBeouf is in it. That's, like, the hugest joke about this movie was, like, I got 30 minutes in and Shia LaBeouf showed up and I was like, Shia LaBeouf? And I was like, oh, right. Yeah, he is. Yeah, that's right. He is in I, son. Know, I forgot. I, you know, okay. Personal and professional, like, problems aside... I always thought Shia LaBeouf was very talented, and like he, he this is. is not a bad he role is. for for Shia LaBeouf no. either. But it's just for as important as his character's supposed to be, it's very forgettable for me. Yeah, like I can get that. You know, if I think Shia LaBeouf, I'm thinking like even though this is also a joke, but I'm thinking like I Robot and Holes. <laughs> I mean, Holes is not a joke. Holes, 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 Holes yeah, that's Holes a fucking up. great movie. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, his role in iRobot is very strange. It's very small. Like it's that was supposed to be his like breakout into adult more adult cinema, right? After after what was it, Even Stevens or whatever he was. Well yeah, Even show. Stevens, but yeah, Even Stevens was the show, but I'm pretty sure Holes Holes was either during it or uh yeah. after um even Stevens, but yeah, that iRobot I think was like the first one that was not like specifically geared towards family or or children. He does a he does a greaser from a fifties B horror or sci fi film really well. Right, like, he I, really does, and I think that like you know he does it right, but he also I feel like there's another layer to the performance where Mutt like he's doing it to have a group to fit in with. Like yeah, yeah I feel yeah, like it's it, it like there's actually some a lot of character work that Shia put into this character, and it's just too yeah, bad yeah. that the movie isn't it's so great. 
<laughs> it just builds to a weird like so the whole relationship yeah. with Indy and and uh, Marion doesn't feel right to me at all. Mm-hmm. Like I'm okay with them have having having had a relationship. I'm okay with them uh, connecting again in this movie. But the way they just immediately fall into each other's yeah. arms is just like it, it was so weirdly yeah. like I, I get it. I know they already had a relationship, so it doesn't. It's not that you know that trope we hate at all, <laughs> but it feels like that trope. But Indy only had to say one line, yeah. and then she wasn't mad yeah. anymore. And I did think it was very funny though because Carrie Allen's face was so like yeah. cute when he said that. I I didn't know <laughs> what. Uh, I can't remember what he said. Oh, oh, he's. She asked him if there was ever anybody else, and he said, "Yeah, sure. There's several people got pretty close to the altar a couple times." She's like, "Why didn't happen?" He's like, "Well, none of them were you," and and yeah. she had that big stupid smile, and uh, it was, it was a adorable, good line. But it yeah. also is just yeah, just this. It was a snap back into the relationship kind of thing. Yeah. And, and like the the weird like PDAs around uh, Mutt, yeah. you know, and Shia LaBeouf's just like, "What the fuck? Hey, stop it now!" You know, pops up it. in between them as they're about yeah. to kiss. Yeah. Like it was very comical and goofy, and like it, I don't know. It, All that there's things worked. about this movie that are it could have, it yeah. really could have. The ending, just, I think, was well, just so strange, and and that's like Indiana Jones movie endings are always strange. But right. it was just such a step beyond that. And I think it was like, hey, we can do so much more with effects now. Uh, yeah. Why and, not? Really and honestly, that it. was another problem. The effects don't look that good. No, like, not they're really. All right. They're okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, like the practical effects, like the skulls, they're pretty cool. Yeah. The stunt work. The stunt work yeah. was good, too. Because yeah. like most of the stunts I could see being real. Them fighting... Um, you know sword fighting across you know two jeeps that are driving yeah that kind of feels real with yeah, with maybe wire fun. work and everything but like oh my god when they crash that jeep though like right after marion oh, yeah. says i don't think he thinks that far ahead they crash yeah. like the the jeep chicken like into a, a jeep that mac is riding along with and he's like you don't know him you don't know him you don't know him just over and over again and then they hit head on and then continuity error the next shot mac is standing next to some people i'm like what yep. the fuck that's so weird he he's, I thought that too. like there should have been a, a scene showing him like getting pulled out of the vehicle or something something yeah i thought the same thing because i was just like didn't he just like die (laughs) (laughs) so weird no it's it has it has issues but like my biggest issue with the entire movie if i'm gonna lead into my closing statement Mm -hmm. is that it's just boring like it doesn't have that exciting indiana jones feel the music from john williams great he's always great he's fucking john williams like that stuff's good but like I don't know, like, a lot of it just didn't feel believable, and no offense to people who are 60, I know there's some very active 64-year-old people out there, Harrison Harrison Ford is obviously one of them, when he he was 64, like, you know, now he's he's 80, and he's about to be in the the fifth one, we'll see how that is, but, like, 
even as a 64 year old there's some stuff that happens in this that i'm just like nah i'm sorry i just i don't believe it happening i don't believe him surviving a fucking refrigerator being blown o- miles away no. by a fucking nuke no he's dead my dad I'm sorry I, my dad is 60 and he is a fit yeah. man and he would not <laughs> no. I mean, of course, he did just have back surgery, but that's the thing. Right. Indiana Jones has been doing crazy shit his whole entire life. He has bad joints. <laughs> he has. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> He's got arthritis in his yeah, looking hand. Of course he does. <laughs> no, it's it's just, it's gone, with this movie, it just became beyond the point of belief. And, like, again, I'm willing to believe in the religious magic of this universe. I'm willing to believe in the aliens. I don't fucking care. I'm willing to believe in these MacGuffins. Right. And and their ability to deliver insane, beautiful things. Or terrible things, even. Right. I'm not willing to believe that a 64-year-old man can get through this action film. Not everything that happens in it. No. Not everything that happens, no. But on rewatch, even though it was boring, even though I still had these issues where I'm like, it's just not believable whatsoever, I did respect it more because I understood they were trying to make a B science or like a B sci-fi horror film. You know, I understood that more. I understood where their love was going for the filmmaking, and so I give it two and a half stars because you know I've hated on this film a lot. Mm-hmm. it's honestly not as bad as I give it right. credit for. It's still watchable. It's still, it still can be enjoyable, I guess. But for me, it was not. So uh, I will say that upon my first watch, first watch ever, 2008, very young human. <sighs> so uh, young. I honestly enjoyed it. But upon watching it more critically, I was like, oh yeah, this is a very bad Indiana Jones movie. Now as an adult... I'm under the same opinion as you are. It's it's very passable as a movie. It's got its problems. I think what one thing that's kind of unfortunate is that the, what is it, 19 years from the last movie did not help it be less pro- problematic than those earlier films. In fact, I think, right. I think The Last Crusade might be less problematic than this movie. It might, yeah. It really yeah. is like the most... Uh... Uh, PC yeah. of the wall. Yeah. Uh, so, I do give it a full face, though. I I think it's yeah. I, I if somebody's gonna go watch the Indiana Jones movies, I don't think there's a reason not to watch this one. Like that's kind of how I right. I felt about it before coming in. I mean, we made the joke over and over again, but I I, I you know I recommend it enough. To, you know, to finish out the four that have already happened. It's not the worst. Yeah. It's, I it's not. I, I, I yeah. Only because I have OCD. <laughs> it's not the worst of the four for me. That's. I'm gonna say that. So really, yeah. I think Temple Poor of Doom Temple is of Doom. not very good. Yeah. <laughs> it tries so hard. Uh, all right. I, I for me, Temple of Doom is just like two steps above the the ladder. I got gotcha. in this one. It, but both Is of them are just very, because very far down classic. the ladder. Just be, yeah, just because of of uh, nostalgia, honestly. Like, yeah. like you know, and also because of Kei Kwan. I just fucking love Kei Kwan. Yeah, I know he is great. the biggest redeeming part of it, and that's why it's only one rung below this movie. That's fair. Yeah. All right. I appreciate that. 
I think we did the movie. Well, <laughs> the, the, the podcast. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We love you, potatoes. I am the Green Traveler from Gorsh. That's with an X. And I am the Faceless Leon, the stretchiest experiment on Earth. Don't scratch your eyes out. Safe travels and good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of Fiction Works 19. Are you a fan of the show? Feel free to contact us at greenandfacelessfans at gmail.com or visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. Don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe or rate us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.